first rule in grip sport is you tell everyone about grip sport. You're crushing conscript thick bar wrists. If the best guy in the world can't lift 100 pounds on it, I, I don't give a shit about it. All right, welcome back to the Grip Show. Um, we have a rankings episode this time. So what I'm going to be doing um, is pretty much allowing Eric to speak on the North American rankings. So this won't necessarily be all international lifters. This is just going to cover the North American rankings. Um, but Eric has been doing this, whether it's for grip sport. Eric, you've probably done this in arm wrestling too. Just yeah. you, you, a lot of historical stuff, rankings for arm wrestling, stuff like that. So um, Eric is no stranger to kind of compiling these lists and these rankings, but for anybody that's seen them, maybe doesn't know how, kind of how they're weighted or how the decisions are made. Eric's going to give us a little bit of insight to that process and kind of break things down. And we're going to kind of cover these classes and cover the rankings as they stand right now. So with that being said, Eric, do you want to, uh, I guess, kind of just give a quick summary of the rankings and just kind of let people know when they started and kind of how you came up with that system per se. Sure. Yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, I actually managed, uh, North American arm wrestling rankings from about 2005 to 2010 or 11. Uh, and this is something that I did just because it didn't really exist. It wasn't being done in the sport. And I thought, you know, there really should be rankings. We have all the contest results. Mm -hmm. And I guess sort of people sort of know who the top players are. But I thought it'd be interesting to, to you know, take it, go through the results uh, and really analyze them and see what I think would be basically... The, the arm wrestling rankings were, let's say, if there's top 10 and if they were all in the same tournament on the same day in the same class, who would be most likely to come out on top? And he would have the number one rank, you know. Mm -hmm. Number two would be the second like likeliest person to finish at the top. So that's sort of the rationale I was using it. So everything in arm wrestling was looking at, okay, who did they beat? Uh, you know, who did they lose to? Which tournaments? So there's a lot of those things that I'm looking at. Uh, for grip which I've been actively competing since about 2010. Um, there weren't any really rankings before very recently. I know there was a bit of fewer, there were some attempts like in the early days of the sport, but nothing really was done. So a couple of years ago, I decided to have fun and start, you know, because I have an interest in this. I started posting my top 10 overall North American rankings, just the top 10 overall mm -hmm. of my active competitors on the grip board. And, you know, these are not, these aren't, these aren't like GSI rankings or they aren't arm lifting. They're not sanctioned anyway. It's really just my opinion. Mm -hmm. But I do think I, I have a, I'm well positioned to sort of make, to attempt to do this. Um, so I think people sort of enjoyed seeing that. And I enjoyed doing them and I updated it every once in a while. And then for fun, I decided to go back and look through the whole history of grip contests back to 2002. And I actually, a couple of years ago, developed a sort of like, rankings for each year and you can actually find that thread somewhere it's buried in the grip board uh somewhere mm -hmm. but you know for each year who are sort of the top 10 uh and then more recently i decided you know what i think i want to start doing this but not just overall i want to do it sort of by weight class because the sport is growing and yeah. really the intention is a to let people know sort of who the top uh active competitors are but also as a source of motivation but really that's what it's designed to be sort of give attention and give you know 
highlight who the top competitors are, but also motivate people to deal. You know, I want to get ranked or I want to climb the list. And mm-hmm. they can sort of see who who's ranked ahead. And, you know, you know, you can take a look at their numbers. Okay, what do I sort of need to do to climb? So the first thing I want to say is don't take th- this as gospel. This is my opinion based on my analysis of results. I do see all of the GSI results because I enter almost all of them into the database. So I see mm-hmm. any GSI sanctioned contest results. And I also pay close attention to all of the Armlifting USA results. So if it's posted on either Armlifting USA or it's a GSI sanctioned contest, I see all of those contest results. Um, if, if I'm aware of other contests, even if they're unsanctioned, I will consider them if they're sort of, if it's at least a, a two or three event, two or three event contest. You know, if it's just, one event, it's sort of hard to gauge what does that mean? Okay, mm-hmm. somebody's really good at one thing. So yeah. obviously there's a lot of challenges because not every contest features the same implements. Some people compete once a year, others compete 10 times a year. So obviously there's a lot more information on the more active competitors. Um, but I'm sort of doing my best basically. If they competed once, but they were really strong in take bar and they were really strong in pinch, well, they're probably, you know, overall, they're probably of a decent strength. So there's some mm-hmm. guessing. Uh, and it is a challenge because, like I said, some people don't compete that often, haven't competed on, on a bunch of events. But yeah. um, my criteria is you have to have been active. You have to have competed in the grip contest in the past 12 months. So if you have not competed since November last year or October last year, you would be you would fall off. Yeah. Um, and that's just to keep it fair because people want to climb. So if they can never bat, pass someone just be, and they're not active, it's not. I feel it's not really fair. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of more recent performances count for more bigger contests can sometimes count for more. So there's a lot of things I'm trying to consider as I'm doing these rankings. Um, and, uh, but I, I just want people to take them for what they are. It's an attempt to give it, you know, highlight good performances and be a source of motivation. Really that's what it comes down to. So that's sort of, I, I enjoy doing it. I like doing, looking at the results and trying to figure things out. Um, and I'm, I just want people to understand, I, I'm not saying these are perfect and you could probably argue the exact positioning in the rankings, but that's part of the fun of the debate. So I would love mm-hmm. people to sort of, when I post an update, I'd love people to sort of say, well, I think they should be ranked six, not eight. This is why. And I think that conversation is mm-hmm. fun. Um, yeah, yeah. so, so that's really the, the history of the rankings. I am updating them after every contest that I see, that I see the results. If if a change is warranted, like if it's a, if it's a competitor who all of a sudden you know wow they're outlifting this guy, uh, so they they should, they, should, they should probably move up or they should move down or this is a new guy but he just won the contest he should be ranked in their his class, and um, and more recently what I did is I I think I added a few classes I think I used to have just an overall women's now I have um, three weight classes for women's because that's mm-hmm. the women's side is really growing fast. And I also wanted to mirror the classes that I'm offering at uh, the North American Championships next year because I'm sort of using that as a qualifier. Basically, mm-hmm. if you're ranked top eight in your weight class at any point between now and the contest, you're qualified. There's other ways to qualify, like winning a contest or winning your class. or there's a little, That's all posted on the report. But I wanted to add this element um, because I feel I want to reward people who are competing. So I'm not as much a fan of, of qualifying via video. I would prefer that the people who are actually showing up to contests and competing, you know, mm-hmm. getting results on the board, getting possibly ranked. 
Um, so that's why I did, I chose to do that. So that's, that's sort of the, the quick and dirty of how I do it, why I do it. But if you have any questions at this point, uh, just let me know and I can maybe try and clarify anything. Um, no, for me, it, it makes total sense. And, um, I think it's good for the listeners just to kind of understand, you know, how long this has been going on or, you know, kind of roughly what you're trying to do with it. Um, and yeah, I mean, we can kind of, we'll give a basic rundown of some of these different classes and everything like that. Um, I think it's good that you mentioned, yeah, it's not necessarily a exact science, you know, there is a right. little bit of guessing. And and I think that the thing that I would like to point out is that these episodes, I mean, for what it is in our, I guess, smaller sport, we'll say for now, um, the show does get pretty good viewership from at least our own community. I'm not right. saying there's a bunch of crossover. So if you guys are listening in or you're watching this, you don't have to wait for Eric to put it up on the website or anything. Like if this is up on YouTube, drop down in the comments and give us your top 10. Right. Say, absolutely. Hey, I think so-and-so should be above this guy or that guy shouldn't be in, you know, fifth place. He's, he should be farther down. It's, it's nothing personal. It's just a uh, discussion. It's just kind of a little bit of debate. Right. And it's really, you know, just for fun. I mean, it, yeah. like you said, to motivate people and for fun, I think it's interesting yeah. to uh, to kind of analyze and just break things down because you might think somebody ranks a certain spot and then someone else has a really compelling argument and you're like, oh, I don't know about that. I could see why he would yeah. go with that order. So I think the discussion is better, but the discussion only works if people join in and, uh, you know, make those comments and stuff like that. So if anybody... Um, listens in and hears us kind of give the rundown of what the current status is right now. I would like to see as many people as possible giving us your own rankings, even if it's for your own weight class, yeah, or even if you, wh yeah. whatever it is that you're, you feel like you're familiar enough with to, to comment on or discuss. So that's, yeah. that's all I wanted to throw out there was just maybe some more participation uh, in the comments for this, because it is yeah. a good topic. The only thing I, I want, uh, the other thing I want to mention is I do North America because I feel like I have a pretty good grasp and I see those results. I would love to do a world ranking. Yeah. Uh, but there's just too much going on in Europe, <laughs> especially and in Russia and, and all those uh, uh, different countries. I don't have immediate access to this. So it's a lot more challenging to do a world rankings because don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people internationally who would be placed very high on these lists if they were world rankings. But I think I do have a very good grasp of what's going on in, in Canada and the U S so that's why it's North America. It's not because yeah. I want to, I want to sort of have, you know, it's a smaller pond so we can get higher up on lists. It's not about that. It's just no. ease of building them. That's why. Well, it's like closer to home. I mean, it's yeah. like, kind of like your, your home base. So, I mean, you're, you're here, you're seeing the results, you're competing in a lot of the competitions, right. you're in a lot of the major venues. So it's right. much easier for you to track that and right. uh, kind of keep tabs on it. So I, yeah, I, I don't think any, I, I hope it, nobody's thinking that like, Oh, you're limiting it to, this continent because right. you want to rank guys higher it's right. like no that's not the case it's literally just easier to track you know it's I, like i would love to see someone from europe create european rankings because then it could be fun because then it could be you know very interesting so no yeah i and, and i think that's the thing that uh, like i said without going on too long about it is that it just takes somebody to kind of get the ball rolling and then sometimes things like that can jump off so Maybe yeah. you're kind of the pioneer that jumps off the rankings for, you know, over here. Right. And then maybe that kind of sparks a fire and somebody else to start, you know, doing a rankings of their own. And then next thing you know, you have yeah. you know, everybody kind of ranking their own areas, maybe. 
um, yeah. or thinking about it at least, knowing that it could be a thing. So yeah, I, yeah. I think it's great. So um, did you have a particular spot that you would like to start at or anywhere that you think would make sense just to cover the current rankings? Any order you want, I'm fine with it. Anyway. Okay. Um, I feel like we could save the overall for the like if we if let's say we start with the women's, we sure. could start with the lightest class of the women's and then just work up to overall. I feel like if we start with overall and then go backwards, it's a slightly out of order. It's kind of right. like from the smallest to the to the overall makes more sense to me. Um, but yeah, so we could start with the women's sixty three kg, and looks like about half the list I'm assuming is like Ontario. So these might be. Uh, am I am I right on that? Yeah. So what happened is, is yeah. Uh, okay. A couple of a local climbers discovered the sport. Uh, yeah. Andrew and he not only started Nemesis Grips, but now they're hosting women's only women's only grip contests, and they've already held like I think three of them this year, and now most of them competed in King Kong. Anyway, they're all climbers. They're all super strong, uh, and they're most mostly lightweights, but not all. So. Yeah, about half this yeah. list are, are local local climbers, but that just goes to show you the potential there is out there. Because I'm not mm-hmm. thinking, I'm not thinking auto climbers are the strongest in the world. I'm just, I'm saying climbers. Period. There are strong ones everywhere. So the mm-hmm. more we discover them, expose them to the sport, the more this list will become varied. But uh, yeah. Okay, and then um, I I don't want to mess up any names here. Are you familiar with? Are you familiar with the number one ranked? So I haven't met her yet. She is local. She's competing okay. in contests, and she is coming to uh, North American Championships. Uh, so Shaolin Rose, and uh, okay, based on the results, I have her at number one at that weight. Um, okay. The uh, now Tammy's could make this weight. I think she traveled. She's just typically being a little slightly heavier, like sixty. 465 so mm-hmm. tammy's in the next week up uh but she could if she was motivated she could do 63 and tammy would be the number one at 63 right if if she weighed okay. that but she hasn't been she's been mostly doing arm lifting usa 70 kg and um and she did 72 in king kong so that's one of the challenges i have is people move around weight classes so mm-hmm. i try to figure i generally try to rank people in the lowest weight class where they sort of semi-regularly compete so mm-hmm. the bun- there's a bunch of us like Luke Raymond. I still have him in 93, although he just did 105. Uh, I can't count. You were 93 a year ago, and now you're in the high heavy rate. So it's yeah. it's if I sort of get a sense that they're sort of moved up a weight class or moved down for a while, then I will move them. Like Jed last year, I think he did 10. I think he did the 105 in King yeah. Kong, but that was like yeah. the only contest he did it that way. So I had a few months ago, I just moved him to the 120 because that's yeah. you know I don't want to I don't want to have a spot that's just stuck there because they're not competing at that weight and you know no one's so it's hard it's hard to beat someone if they're not competing at that weight that's what i'm trying to say no absolutely uh, yeah so um second yeah, so, yeah i was gonna say number two we have uh jesse shockley yeah so she's uh, yeah. one of uh i think is it one of tammy's friends i think uh she was at, yeah yeah yep, she, was yep. At, she was just she was at, at worlds at worlds yeah yep. by the way these right i don't think we said it but i i host these rankings on on my canadagripsport.com website so i think it's canadagripsport.com slash rankings i think that's the i think that's the website yeah uh, and even if, 
even if somebody wanted just to Google it, I think if you just type right. in like Canada grip sport rankings or right. something generic in Google, you'll find the site and you can right. go and kind of look at it from there. So, right. And you'll yeah. see, you'll see on the rankings that I, I identify the province or the state where someone lives. If I'm aware of it, if I'm yeah. unsure, I don't typically guess. Um, but if somebody wants to fill me in <laughs> on where these people live, I can easily add their state or, or province. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, if we just go down, uh, like I said, we, we don't have to go like uh, like super slow through everything. We could kind of yeah. just read off um, if you wanted. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, some of these, I just do not want to butcher the names because I know it's one of those things like, oh, I'll just do the homework and learn how to pronounce the names. It's like, man, I, <laughs> trying to pronounce some random names sometimes or going through, you know, a hundred, a list of a hundred people. It's like, yeah, you're, you're just going to mess them up sometimes. But like, I, I do know Grace Van Hoy at least because she was just also competing right. in worlds. Um, and she'd be in the third spot um, with with a good performance at worlds. So, I mean, that's another reason why you're probably closer up to the top there on the list, you know, actively yeah. competing and competing in bigger competitions. Um one thing I'll say is is okay. I, I don't rank every weight class. So you'll see these are GSI classes that I have yeah. ranked. Yep. Um, the GSI does have a 47 kg, 52 kg, 57 kg women's classes. The numbers aren't there right now. I can't, I, there aren't even 10 active competitors at some of these weights. So yeah. I grouped them in the 63. This is not to say that eventually as the sport grows, I may add a lower weight class. So so some some of some of the competitors who would be maybe even one or two in the fifties in the forty seven they might not be top ten in the sixty three. So I just want to let people know that that's the only reason we just don't have the numbers yet to yeah. create meaningful lists. So um, yeah. Okay, and then like four, five, and six for that class um, is a lot of Ontario again. Yeah. So I'm guessing yeah. that's part of that same crew or yeah, it is same yeah. set of lifters. Um, yeah. And I, like I said, I do not want to mess up the name. Um, would it be Amina, or am I? I think, I think it's Amina. Yeah, Amina Alec. I think so. Um, okay, I just making sure um, for yeah. fourth place. Um, yeah. Going down. Now, this these 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 okay. people who train and compete, or not, they might have trained together, but they compete together. So it's very easy for me, me to make the rankings because they all did the same contest, and I can see. And you can. So, yeah, that's very easy. Them. So among those ones, I'm pretty confident. It's okay, when I have yeah. to add in people from different contests who worked up, lifted different things. There's some guesswork involved. So okay, yeah. And then as we as we go down, um, I'm guessing it would be Tani Weber. Yep. Is that accurate? Okay. But so, I mean, I don't I don't know any more than you. I haven't, I haven't okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, if if I mess up anybody's name, yeah. I apologize. But. uh uh jen stazuski i assume that's how that would be pronounced um so that would be our four five and six there and like you said it's easier to kind of uh figure out where people are at if they're all competing together you can just i mean the data's right there um then kim van wagner seventh amy stone eighth anna wilkins from virginia in ninth and then megan hagedorn from colorado in tenth to fill out the 63 kg rankings um do you have anything to well, add there? I, I would just say that not just for this class, but any class. Yeah. I think it's easier to sort of identify the top two or three. Uh, and I think most people would agree for the top two or three, maybe not the order, but uh, when you get to seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten, 10, there's a lot more 
debate as to what the order is. You know, it's uh, yeah. The further the further down the list, the more the more debate there is. I think. I yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Um, so yeah, anything to add on those names, Eric? Any uh? No, anything? I just say that a year ago I wouldn't have been able to create this list. So it's, I'm happy that more people are competing. That's that's all yeah. I want to say for for the women's lightweights. Okay, and then. The next class that we have tracked here is the uh, women's 84 kg. Now, this would be 84 and under. So like right. you said, there there might be other classes that have kind of merged or been grouped together here. So it's... Right. So this includes, for, for GSI, this includes the 72 and the 84. So Tammy just won uh, King Kong in her class King. She also just won the 70 kg at Worlds in Orlando. And yes. Haley... I believe won the 80 kg in Orlando. So, yep. um, but Tammy outlived there. So that's, I think they're the, of this bunch, I think they're the clear top two. Um, yeah. I would Christina agree with Bangman, that. Christina Bangma has been also very strong. Um, Ashley, this is a, this is a tough one. Ashley, you know, she just kept gaining weight because she was pregnant, but she kept competing. So, she wasn't actually, <laughs> in, she actually she wasn't actually in the 84 in King Kong. She was in the 100. But I felt, you know, she's not yeah. going to be in the 100 for very long. So that's why she's in the 84 for now. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. And then, uh, yep, yeah, be, that was fourth place for Ashley Muncy there. Um, going down, uh, Sarah Saffel from Ohio. Yep. And then sixth, uh, Sarah Toledo, Ontario. Yep. yep. Michelle Collins, and I'm assuming Alberta. Yeah, and she was at Worlds. She had a good day too. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, I don't know. I might let you take over the other half of the the, the last portion there. Yeah. So just, Corinne, just to put Corinne, some pressure on you. <laughs> yeah, Corinne won won the Masters um, King Kong. Okay. Uh, and and she uh, very strong. She's also a climber. Uh, very strong. Like she's gonna. I think she's gonna climb the rankings. Uh, Jessica's also from Alberta, and Maddie's from Saskatchewan. Yep. So. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, half, half American, half Canadian on this list. Yeah, I think that's what we see with a lot of these lists as well, too, is that it's it's pretty balanced. It's not like um, right. you have, you know, like a, a takeover by one side or the other. There's pretty equal amounts of, I guess you could say, like star athletes or the the big yeah. names, you know what I mean? And yeah, uh, yeah it, 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 it's, it's pretty balanced when we start going down the list. So that yeah. kind of rounds out the uh, 84 kg. And like, like I think you said, like right now, I would say we, you'd have to say that Tammy would be number one based on the performances and right. then Haley Gal probably right behind her, even though they're just slightly different classes on things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, based on the numbers and everything. And then, like you said, some of the other stuff as it drops off, maybe a little tougher to debate. Um, but I, I, I think the rankings there look good like i said for for what it's worth i mean you said it's your opinion on the rankings there's yeah. some of these that i don't know i mean i might disagree with one or something but you know right. i think it's just my opinion as well yeah. you know so it's I, uh, I, like i think it would i would have a hard time um believing that somebody would see somebody on this list and they're like oh no they should be 30th you know or or somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. that i haven't included that somebody thinks is like the top two right i think i think yeah. i've captured the active competitors if, if you sure. feel somebody's left out like if if you think, if you think there's a clear omission, well, let me know. Uh, not you, but just anyone watching. But I think this is pretty representative of the current yeah. landscape. This and is not if, an all-time. This is definitely not an all-time list, right? An all-time list would look quite different. This yes. is current. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's within that active window. So if you're not actively competing with right. that 12, that 12 month window, right. You know, the second you drop off into that 13th month, you're not active, yeah. then your name's all pulled off the list. Cause it's like yeah. you said, if it was an all time list, yeah. this I isn't, think, a- I, don't think, I don't think that's fair. If you're, if you're, if you consider yourself a grip athlete, a competitor, it's not hard to find one contest a year, you know, <laughs> yeah. you should be able to find if yeah. this is your sport or this is a sport you practice. So, and it's not easy to get back on the rankings, just show up and do well. So if you're off temporarily, it's not like you're off forever. So, yeah. yeah. Now uh, the women's 84 plus KG. Yeah. And uh, Sarah Chapelo at number one out of Wyoming. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just interviewed Sarah recently. Uh, for the grip show so right. um sarah's full interviews out if anybody wants to watch that she's coming off a couple uh, really solid performances at king kong and at world so um be sure to check you know check her interview out and hear some backstory on uh her getting into grip and things like that and kind of her journey and training and how she's gotten to where she's uh at today but i just figured i'd throw that out there since i did just uh put out an episode basically you know basically within the last day or two um right. so yeah, worth worth noting there. And then we have uh, Gabby Dixon, which a lot of people know from the, uh, you know, strongman side of things. Right. You know, um, at, at least that's where most people probably associate that name is from, you know, kind of outside of our sport. But she did do the Arnold. And do you remember the exact placings for all of that? Here's um, that. What I want to mention about this is Gabby, Gabby won the Arnold. She beat Sarah okay. at the Arnold. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah. Now, why is she not ranked number one? Well, the Arnold was just three events. It was extremely close uh, between the two. And I just have so many much. That was the only contest Gabby did. Sarah's done yeah. so many contests in so many different lifts. I think she just has so, so much more of an established record that yeah. even though she may have lost, you know, in an axle against, against Gabby, who was a phenomenal deadlifter as well, you know. I didn't think it was enough to justify ranking Gabby ahead of Sarah. Now, I did watch the Sarah interview that you did, and I was I thought it was very cool that she mentioned that Gabby is also going to um is it Finland or Sweden for the uh, Sweden, yeah. Yeah. Sweden. So you know what? Even though it's not on North American soil, if it's North American competitors, I count it. So mm-hmm. if Gabby beats Sarah there then I might have to do some adjustments. But if Sarah beats Gabby, then it's sort of leave it as is. You know what I mean? So I'm happy that we're going to have that new, that extra bit of information coming up uh, yeah. soon. Yeah. No, I, I think that's good to bring up. Um, and uh, it, it also, even though we don't have a ranking system for foreign competitors, you know, outside <laughs> North America, you still get to kind of see some of the, you know, Europe's best lifters or, you know, wherever um, going against some of the higher ranked people on the North American lists. So it kind of gives us some feedback as to that, like, Oh, this is, you know, so-and-so's country's best lifter because they're, you know, they're going, you know, out of country or they're going global to compete. And uh, yeah, you know, so even though we don't have a ranking system for them or they're not included in these rankings, we can kind of say like, Oh man, you know, if, if somebody were to beat Gabby and Sarah, we could just be like, wow, you know? Yeah. That's that's a strong lifter. Or if you know Sarah and Gabby go and hold their own against everybody across the world, and they're right up there at the top, then we can say, okay, you know, yeah, they definitely, right. you know, there's there's no doubt they're at the top two. You know, not even yeah. in North America, but maybe beyond. So, 
yeah, really, really glad you brought that up. And uh, third place would be Becky Houston. Yeah, so she 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 does she's done King Kong out of the Joel Dirks venue, and she she's strong. She does gets good results and pretty consistent. So, based on my analysis of what she's lifted, I have a ranked third. Okay, and then, uh, like I said, no no stranger to some of these rankings, uh, Melissa Dingy from Ohio. Yeah. So I mean, Melissa's done i mean she's competes she competes often i mean right, as yeah, does yeah. You know, her husband jason so i mean just always competing and always in the mix with uh you know yeah. kind of being up there so um no 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 surprise there i'm going into fifth uh kendra panko i'm hoping i'm saying that right um yeah i think i think the last time she competed off the check but was worlds last year which was in december so world armless worlds so okay. so she might uh, fall off soon if she doesn't compete. Um, so that's just an example of someone who might be fall- falling off soon. Yeah, yeah. And then if we go down the list, uh, two more Canadian lifters. Yeah. Same. So jo- Jolianne and Kathy, they train. Kathy trains with me, and Jolianne comes to all my contests, so I'm familiar with them. And they go neck and neck, but lately, uh, Jolianne is getting uh, edging out Kathy just slightly. Okay. And then Hannah was also just at uh, Worlds, yeah. The Worlds, yeah. So like I said, a lot of these people were, were just competing. You know, this list is about active people. But yeah, I mean, as we're yeah. going down, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we just lifted with some of these people, you know, literally, you know, a week or two ago, whatever. Um, so it, it's just good to see, like I said, the names actually popping up, like you said. If, if you're being active and you're competing and you're placing well, you'll find your, you know, you'll find yourself on these, uh, on these lists. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Hannah would be an eighth, and then as we go down, uh, Tracy Halliday, and tenth place Heather McDonald. Right. And then I guess that would round up the you know the eighty four plus. Yeah. Now this is where it might get interesting because we, if we cover the women's overall, this is when we merge all of those weight classes together, and some things are going to stay the same and kind of in the same order. Then some things kind of get shuffled a little bit, like you said, towards the bottom maybe six through 10, it could be up right. for debate. Um, but uh, if we go down the list of the women's overall, we have Sarah Chapelo at one second, uh, Gabby Dixon, third, Tammy McClure, fourth, Haley Gow, fifth, Christina Bangma, uh, six, Becky Houston, seventh, Ashley Muncie, eight, Melissa Dingy, nine, Kendra Panko and 10, Julianne Vinette. And I, like I said, I hope I'm, not messing that up by saying Vinette. I'm hopeful. No, that's right. <laughs> okay, that's right. just double checking. But yeah, that yeah. would be the, that. That would be the ten there. And like I said, that's kind of merging those classes. So you can see that, like, Tammy and Haley are third and fourth there, but they were one and two for the slightly lighter weight class. It's just right. that Sarah and Gabby are kind of taking that overall. Um, and then you have you know a lot of the other lift, lifters that have kind of been sprinkled throughout the classes, but are still up there kind of just trailing behind that five through 10 spot. Um, yeah. Do you have um, anything to add for women's overall? Well, obviously it's going to be higher, harder for a 63 kg women to rank in the top 10 overall. We're going to see the same thing of the men. There aren't. Yeah. I mean, there are some freaks out there, but to finish top 10 overall at a, at a significantly lower body weight, it's, it's going to be going to be tough. Yeah. Usually the bigger, bigger, stronger people are going to be pulling the you right. know, whatever. That's just kind of how it is across the board. It's not always the case, but, yeah. Pretty, pretty consistent. 
Um, and then if we kind of, uh, is there anything else you wanted to uh, mention other than that for the women's overall rankings, Eric? Just that I, I fully expect these rankings to change dramatically you know, as we go forward, as more people come up, discover the sport, because we're discovering tons of new people, tons of new strong people. So I, I don't think that, I think, I think I'd be surprised if somebody dethrones uh, Sarah or, 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 or Tammy anytime soon, but uh, you know, I think yeah. the, their their spots at the top or at least near the top of the rankings will probably last for a while if they if they keep competing. But um, I think if you know just to get on the rankings, I think there will be a lot of changes uh, going forward. Okay, and I'm just getting I'm getting kind of some of this stuff organized just because I know the order we're going to go in. So if we drop back down now to the men's 74 kg, yeah, um, this is interesting because we kind of have some. Uh, I guess more more experienced people. I guess you know we would say you know Ease Gravel would be more experienced, but then like two, you have Ben Galper, and Ben Galper literally just like kind of burst on the scene. So we kind of have a a household name that's been around for a while, and then we have kind of like you mentioned with some of these lists changing, kind of that like new emerging lifter that's like, hey, okay, you know someone's been discovered, like they're here now, you know now they're lifting. So um, yeah, yeah, with so that would be. uh, one and two right there. And then another one we spoke of recently as well, um, doing the, uh, well, not me and you, uh, me and Ricardo did the recap for worlds, but, um, talking about Jesse Hagedorn. Um, but he had done well. Um, we also mentioned him in King Kong because me and you did the King Kong recap. So, um, he had won that for the second year in a row. Um, but he was at a lighter weight class. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I would say is this is interesting because Eve's normal weight class is 66. So the low, lowest men's class that I'm ranking is 74. Eve would normally be 66. Uh, ben is 74 and Jesse would be 59. So the top yes. three guys are actually in different GSI weight classes, but they're just yeah. so dominant within the respective classes that they happen yeah. to be the top three at that at 74. No, that, yeah. that, 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 that makes total sense to me. And like I said, I, I definitely agree with that, especially the, the way the competitions have been kind of unfolding here recently. Um, so yeah, good on the top three there for 74. And then are you familiar? Yeah. Gabriel, okay. he, he okay. did his first contest at my King Kong. That was his very first contest. He's a climber as well. Uh, so based on his results, I have him fourth in 74 and he's only done one contest, but like the three before him, they're all climbers and they're, you know, these lower weights, clearly the, the common theme that we're seeing is if you're, if you're a strong climber, you're probably going to be a decent grip sport athlete. So, yeah. yeah. And then fifth place, uh, Brian Murphy. Yeah. Based out of Missouri. Um, sixth place, Anthony Clarino. Yeah. And He's I've had a chance competing. to, I've had a chance to compete with uh, Brian and Anthony both actually. Yeah. Um, just, just, you know, different, whether it be a nationals, whether, you know, some other type of event. So um, I've had, I've had a chance to at least lift with both those guys. Um, Really. I'm sure we could probably both say that across the, you know, all these lists we've, we've encountered a lot of these names or we've lifted with a lot of these people or, you know, just, they're they're just, like I said, names that maybe not everybody knows, but for the most part, if you're actively competing, you're going to, you'll eventually run into these people or maybe you've lifted with some of these names and you don't even realize it. Right. 
But yeah, that would be fifth and sixth there. Um, Maxim, Maxim. Yep. So he's the he's the fifteen year old guy who lives near me. Yes. He's fifteen years old. Once again, a climber, and he got he just got second at Worlds in the in in the seventy in the eighty kg. Uh, so you know, fifteen years old. <laughs> if he stays yeah. at it, he's just going to climb. So uh, very impressive. Yeah, I would say um, in. Yeah, it, it would be hard to imagine him just not gaining strength and just kind of reaching his full potential over the next, you know, however many years, you know, assuming he sticks with it. Right. Um, yeah, I, I see no reason why he couldn't be shaking up some of the rankings and be right up there with those those other guys in the top three. You know, and yeah. like I said, uh, give, given some time, right. obviously, right. but – like I said, 15 to, you know, some of these guys are probably, I, I don't know how old some of them are, but I'm saying, you know, we're talking about some guys, you know, might be like late twenties, thirties, maybe even pushing yeah. 40, you know? Yeah. Um, so you got a 15 year old kid. Yeah. It just, some, you know, some of this stuff just takes time to develop. And uh, I think with some time, he could be as good as anybody. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael Gonzalez in eighth for 74. Ninth, Matt Cannon, which people might be familiar with uh, from Cannon Powerworks. So if you have a gripper and you've had it rated, um, it was probably uh, Matt Cannon that rated the gripper, you know. So um, not, I mean, I'm sure most people would connect the dots on that one. But, uh, but yeah, just worth a mention. Um, what did uh, what competition did Matt compete in recently? Was that like a King King Kong? Okay, I was just double yeah. checking. I, I I figured it was probably King Kong. Yeah, because um, he doesn't compete very often, but he did compete and he had a decent result, and that's yeah. where I had him uh, ranked. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I I figured it was King Kong. I just wanted to double check. Um, and then Mike McMillan in tenth place to kind of round out that weight class. Yeah, but yeah. Overall, like I said, I don't. Like I said, I, I'm not even trying to like critique the list myself. I'm just right. kind of taking them in. But yeah, I I don't really see anything that stands out to me as crazy at seventy four. Um, as as far as like being out of place, like whoa, you know. There's one person... I I had updated that list. Though, the version you've had, but I've actually updated it since. Um, okay. Because I updated it without seeing the full results from the worlds in Orlando. So there, I had missed one guy in the lightweights in Orlando. You know the twenty year old Jacob Svare. Uh, yes. He was yeah. His result, uh, I, I've adjusted the ranking. So I have him like nine or 10 right now. So he, he may have pushed one of the people off, but his okay. results were overall a little better than okay. a couple of guys. So so that's a, a slight uh, that sometimes I'm so eager to update the rankings that I sort of, I might miss something because I haven't seen the, the full final results. And then I, when I see them, I make some quick adjustments. Okay. Yeah. And then... If we bounce up to men's 83 kg. Yeah. Um, and this this is where it gets kind of interesting because uh, Carter kind of is another one that kind of recently few competitions under his belt, but performed extremely well. Yeah. So I had him ranked number one in 83 uh, when I first did the publish these rankings earlier this spring. Because he won national, sorry, he he didn't win nationals in Canada, but he was his results at nationals in 2022 were so impressive that it, 
in my opinion, he was already ranked number 83. He fell off the rankings due to inactivity for a mm -hmm. few months, but then he did King Kong <laughs> and he got third overall. Yeah. So right away he was back at the top. Okay. Yeah. yeah and, and that would be with a lot of these people. Um, I say a lot of these people competing in the same competition, probably. I think a lot of these people on this list probably, at least half of them probably did King Kong. Right. So, I mean, yeah. if he's, and, you know, and, from what it's worth. And obviously there are limitations. There are some limitations in using a multi-venue contest for these rankings. You know, if, if they were all together in one venue competing, then it would be great. So, yeah. but I know that there are differences across venues, across, you know, humidity level. There's always differences in a multi-venue, but in the absence of, you know, I, I'm, there are limits to what I'm able to do. So I'm still yeah. obviously counting all these results, but, um, but uh, I wonder, you know, if, if everyone is always competing in the same venue, would it be exactly like this? Probably not. So I, I just want to say that I'm aware that a multi-venue contest isn't perfect for comparing across venues. Yeah. Now, this is where it gets interesting for me, I think. You can give me your two cents on it, but uh, when we go two through five, yeah, we have uh, – I'm, I'm just going to go two, three, four, five. We yeah. have Mike Rogowski, Will yeah. Reed, Dave Christopher, and Vinny Reveles. Right. Now, this is interesting to me because I personally think, depending on event selection, yeah, any one of these guys could beat the other, depending on the events. I think yeah. if you throw if you throw grippers in the mix with maybe some form of narrow pinch, Vinny at number five can be a problem for somebody up higher. Yeah. If you were to throw Axel in there, I think Will Reed and Dave Christopher are going to give the other guys problems. It, so yeah. this is one that really becomes event dependent for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm not disputing the rankings. I'm just noting that yeah. all of these guys are pretty well rounded and have some special you know specialties of their own. And yeah. you got to base it on what they're what they're doing in their performances. But really, I mean, two through five, it's one of those things when we see like small point spreads when it comes to a competition. It's like yeah. on any given day, like you said, in the same room, depending on the shakeup of events. Yeah. Uh, th those guys are all strong and all perform very well. Um, and, and like I said, and that's just I haven't had a chance to lift with will reed so I, i've seen the lifts he does i haven't lifted with him in person but I, i've seen you know from afar the lifts he does but i've yeah. lifted with um i've lifted with the other three in person so i've had a chance to kind of compete side by side and kind of see what you know see what they lift you know right there in 3d basically so um that's why i'm just kind of commenting on that being kind of an interesting matchup you know is, is or that yeah. little block of people um yeah and then we're going real heavy on the Canadian lifters to finish out six through ten, all Canada. <laughs> yeah, a couple of, couple of Western guys that I that I met. Uh, well, some some of them I met a few times, but uh, okay. Steve is becoming very active in Alberta. And uh, my guy, he's only competed once that I'm aware of uh, last spring, but another climber did very well. Um, and then these last three guys are, are local to me, and. They're just, they're sort of, they're also very close to each other in terms of uh, performances. But, uh, you know, based on my analysis, I had Alex ahead of those three. Okay. So anything else to add for 83? 
that pretty much wraps that up. Yeah, that wraps it up. Now we go to 93. Now, Eric, you put yourself first. I did. Are you yeah. sure that's accurate? No, I'm just messing with you. I'm just it's debatable. Messing. It's debatable for sure. <laughs> Wait I a minute. The, the guy that made this list is at the top. What happened? No, I'm 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 joking. Like I said, it's it's definitely well earned. Um like well, I just, said it, just this year, it's it's been uh, recently. It's it's been. It was Lucas at one point. It was Devin Lee at one point. It was me at one point. Tim, among us, Tim had the best result in King Kong. Um, uh, and then the week before, uh, Vinny beat him in Maine. You know, so it it really once again yeah. it depends on the events. Uh, and Tim had a great day with with the jug and. Uh, I forget what his other good result was, but uh, it, on the balance of all things, and you know the fact that uh, you know I just won worlds, uh, uh, so I think yeah. on a wider array of events, I think I'm ranked slightly ahead. Um, no, I, I like I said I would agree. I just had I just had to uh, mess with you a little bit there. Yeah, no. Um, Obviously, but, uh, I know I know that that it it can look weird. <laughs> If well, but it, it, it would be one thing if you weren't winning like almost every yeah. competition you were in. But right. when when you back it up, it's like, yeah, you know the the stats are the stats. Um, so we have you at the men's ninety three, uh, top spot, followed by Tim Butler, who had that really good performance at King Kong, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, Luke Raymond, who's always right there, whether it be ninety three or even at one hundred five and weight classes above. Luke is. Yeah. I mean, pretty much since he's been in grip, he's almost been one of the top guys. Yeah, I, I, I really feel Luke and I are so close. It really comes down to the events, right? Like, mm -hmm. we're, we're, I think we're extremely close in, in contests. Then fourth place, um, Devin Lee Brown out of Florida. So, I mean, he just had a, I mean, a, a couple decent performances with, uh, like, like maybe the King Kong format wasn't as suitable to him or maybe those events weren't as good but then he's normally like, he's normally a top consistent top three or four finisher in king kong i think he just really suffered on one event okay. the pinch block he told me he went from 60 to 80 and failed at 80 okay. too okay. big a jump and yeah. you know you know you, you're leaving a lot of points <laughs> you're you're getting or sorry you're adding a lot of points when you're getting a 60 on the pinch block you know what I mean? so i feel that king kong is not this year was not very representative of what he can do. Well, no, yeah, but because we, we usually see him at the top of, like, every competition. So I, I was just saying, like, you know, with, with him at fourth, like, let's say he had, uh, like, a spot-on performance for King Kong. He, I mean, it, it's just debatable. I mean, yeah, he's fourth, but, like, he's he's right there at the top with anybody. Yeah, Given any yeah. certain a certain event lineup, like, we just saw him, um, which this would be a good example because, I mean, you guys were lifting – same time you know we all were lifting yeah. at worlds you know it's, yeah. it's it's three events but i believe you guys tied on reps for the raptor medley yeah yeah and then he would have got you on the vertical bar yeah but then you would have gotten him on the saxon yeah so it yeah. just goes to show how yeah. how close this is and, and you know even though Devin lee's in fourth the fourth spot due to you know maybe some other placements he's this list is really stacked, honestly, all the way yeah. from top to bottom. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it, it really gets crazy. Um, yeah. it, so just because somebody is farther down the list, like at any given time with the right events, man, yeah, almost anybody could jump up and, and, and surprise you. Um, yeah. So 
going to fifth, um, Clint Ziegler, who's been very consistent at, at yeah. 93. He has in the past competed a little bit lighter, but he's kind of moved up to 93 as of late. Yeah. Um, but super tough and always seems to put it together for King Kong or nationals. You know, he, he always, he always seems to kind of put it together for those, uh, I'll say bigger competitions. Um, he's not somebody that competes a ton, but when he does compete and kind of, you know, I guess marks down those three or four competitions that he's really going after, he seems to always kind of deliver. Mm -hmm. Um, and then sixth place behind him, maybe a little less active here, but uh, Yvonne Shook out of Illinois. Yeah, but like he – so he competed at the Arnolds. Yes. And he – so he was in the 100 kg with me, but his body weight was actually quite light. So that's why I have him in the 93 because his actual body weight was closer yeah. to 200. But he really surprised me. Oh, yeah. uh, at, I mean, he, he and I tied on the rafter handle – and uh, his really his limiting factor was his back. So he his head, his hands are strong, but he his deadlift is not very strong, or not strong yet. So yeah. limited information, but we know although he hasn't competed, yeah. we know that if ever he showed up to a contest that had involved grippers, <laughs> and you know, and obviously one hand rolling, he's, he's trying to demonstrate that he's not a one trick pony. I just hope yeah. that he does compete more, so that we get a bit more information because right now. I'm basing it on his three events at the Arnold, so it's hard to know exactly where he should fit in, but uh, that's where I have him for now. No, like I said, I, I think that's accurate. Um, but yeah, he he definitely surprised me that year at the Arnold because it was one of those deals when he first kind of started to compete a little bit more, I guess you could say. Yeah. Everybody kind of knew him as, oh, you know, he's he's the gripper guy. You right. know, he's, he's the gripper guy. And then it's like that second year at the Arnold because he had competed the year before also. Right. But at 100 kg with you guys when he was going, yeah. you could tell something was different when he got to the rolling handle and he'd yeah. been training a lot more. It looked like arm wrestling, full body movements. He's, he's It looks like he's definitely changed his training up. And like you said, he's he's not a one-trick pony. He's he's developing some serious strength. Like I saw him pulling on the Saxon bar the other day and he's pulling good numbers on a three-inch Saxon. You know, so it's like he's... Oh, yeah. He's working on rounding his game out, and I would expect to see him hopefully be more active. But like I said, whatever he competes in, uh, right. don't sleep on him because yeah. he's putting together all the tools to be a problem for pretty much anybody in those weight classes. Um, seventh spot would be Ian Wheat back up in Canada there. Yeah, um, yeah Ian's tough, man. Um, strong, strong deadlifter. Um, and really has been pretty active in the major competitions too from yeah. from what from what i've seen at least so yeah um, he's definitely, definitely putting some miles. De definitely yeah definitely the arm lifting ones yeah yeah he did put in some miles and, and, and traveled because i mean I'm, I'm not sure specifically where he's located at but you know out in the olympia on the west coast last year now down in florida on the whole other, you know whole other side of the map and just the arnold it's like yeah, yeah. He's, he's been he's been in a lot of them um uh, Nick Manns from Indiana in eighth. And he lifted pretty well at uh, Worlds here recently. So uh, yep. another solid performance right there around that. Uh, like I said, some of these weight classes are a little bit off of, you know, arm from lifting. the grip sport to the arm lifting. But um, for where he falls, yeah, I mean, he's he, he's a strong guy. 
And then nine is John Fulber. Now, I feel like with John, it might just be a little bit of inactivity because I think John being ninth, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd have to see, but I have really yet to see any moment where John hasn't looked freakishly strong. I mean, his you pinch know, like, especially. I mean, his Saxon bar is, <laughs> is out of this world for his weight. Um, yeah. Yeah. This but like even really- at, he, this class is tough, but like even at heavy hands when he pulled the Andrews axle, I think he hit like 338 okay. on the Andrews axle. And I was kind of like, you know, man, I, I don't know that, that that's a pretty solid number on that bar, yeah. especially for somebody that's, you know, weighing in right around 200 pounds. Right. Um, so John, I think if he, um, if, if maybe we just got a little bit more data on him as far as other uh, variety of events, it would be interesting right. to see, but yeah, he's, there's, he's just so calculated and, so focused when he's lifting that he really is like a tactician. And I, I think that anything he trains for, he's going to perform well at. So like I said, not, not that being ninth on this list is a bad thing. I'm not like, you know, I'm just saying that like, he's another one of those guys kind of like Yvonne or, you know, whoever it's like, he's lower on the list, but like I said, throw a Saxon bar in there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe a couple other handles here. It's like, he could be right there with the best of them. Yeah. And then uh, Ryan would be 10th place here out of Saskatchewan. Yep. yep. And he just lifted pretty well um, a couple weeks ago, you know, also. Yep. But yeah. Any, anything to note on the 93 since that's the class you're in for these rankings? Any? any do you have anybody that you view as the biggest threat that's, that's coming after the, the number one spot? The biggest consistent threat it's for me is is Lucas. He's the guy who's most consistently um, that I think. I think I think Devin Lee and Tim have are more. They have some really 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 good strengths, but they're not as balanced in in in, in the wide array of arm lifting or grip sport lifts. So, uh, but Lucas, you know, his thick bar is always always trailing a bit, but it's he's just so good at so much. Um, so he he's the one that I think is is uh, my main competition. All right, and moving on to the men's one hundred and five. So this would be two hundred and thirty-one pounds and under. Yep. And uh, Mike Schimmel. Mike Schimmel, first place. Yep. So he's, he's coming off uh, a couple of big, like he he was top ten. I can't remember his exact position, but very good King Kong. Won his class uh, in Orlando at, at 110 kg. Um, I competed with him at nationals last year. He's just a strong guy. Good results in the Super Series. Um, yeah, pretty and, and pretty. I would say very well balanced. He's doesn't really have any glaring uh, weaknesses. Yeah, well, he's had a lot of uh, like you said, different implements being tested with you know from a variety of the the single hand stuff in King Kong to the bigger two handed lifts, you know, in other formats, yeah. and um, he's been right there at the top for all of that. So you know, if you did like the entire Super Series King Kong, and then you did Worlds, like through that event lineup, if there was any kind of weakness, you would you're going to find yeah. out over that many events. So yeah. he's, he's definitely proven to be very well rounded and. Uh, at a very high level, obviously. Um, right behind him, uh, uh, Ben Helms out of Virginia. So Ben 
hasn't competed as much, but I think many people are aware of kind of how balanced and how strong he is as well. I mean, that's a Correct. 105 is really a, a pretty good, pretty yeah. solid class. But like when you yeah. look at the top, I mean, you look at those top guys um, because I, I want to mention Zach Ebel as well. And he's in fourth on this yeah. right behind Steve Millard. But uh, yeah. God, when you go Mike Schimmel, Ben Helm, Steve Millard, Zach Ebel, you know, like yeah. you, it just, I, I've just seen what these guys can do. And I've seen how they lift, and it is uh, it's 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 just insane. Like I said, it's very tight competition uh, competition between these uh, this group. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Steve Millard in third, and he's, you know, uh, I'm not sure how long he's been running competitions and competing as well. But I mean, he's very well known, very well respected across the grip community, and, and has been for some time. Um, yeah. And like mentioning Zach Ebel in fourth, I mean, he's, he's somebody that I feel like really has kind of like hit his stride recently. Like, okay, don't get me wrong. He was strong before. Yeah. But I really feel like heavy hands was almost his like breakout competition. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. now it's almost like he like boosted up a level at heavy hands and right. he's, he's like staying there or like higher. Like he's, yeah, you know he's 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 not going back in any way, like no steps backwards. He, he's yeah, he's shooting up. So it's been really fun and exciting to watch him lift um, at some of these competitions because there's just been so much improvement, and he's really been doing so well. Um, another Canadian lifter, uh, Rob McMurrin or McMurrin, right? Is that right? Okay, yep. Um, yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is he also a Masters lifter? Yes, he's fifty. Okay. Yeah. He's 50 or 51, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But also like a really big Saxon lift and just well-rounded. Yeah, yeah that really surprised ranked. me. He, he he almost locked out uh, at Nationals. He almost locked out 255 uh, strong. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then sixth place, we have Mad Cow. Um, Jason he's, a guy, he's a guy. If I had to identify one guy who's going to climb soon, he's one of the guys because he's new to the sport. You can see he's all in right now, and I think he's going to climb. Uh, yeah, I, I I would agree. Um, I think the only, I guess the only question mark would be just the uh, depth of events, right? If that makes sense. Um, being yeah. being newer, you can see that the potential's there, yeah. But at the same time, the uh, I, I don't know. Like you said, the the, the less the guys competed, or the less tools they've had to do in competition you right. just don't have as much information on them. So yeah. you don't, you, you, sometimes it's like, you know, you might take four or five competitions before you really start finding out about somebody and, and, and what their game is. So it's, right. it's hard to judge off of uh little information, but from the little info we do have and just right. seeing his lifts. And like I said, lifting with him at heavy hands also um, definitely can see that thick bars of strength definitely can see that there's a lot of potential in the other disciplines, you know, as well. So yeah, um, yeah I, like I said, it's just it'll be interesting to see where he goes with the next few competitions he enters, and just to kind of see what those events are. That way, we yeah. can kind of get a better maybe maybe a better read. Yeah. Um, seventh place, uh, Cliff Keener, mm-hmm. out of Ohio. Who, um, and I'm an eighth right behind him. Um, he just got me barely, man, um, down at Worlds. So um, that was a that was a, a tight race. We finished 
even like I said, even though these weight classes are a little bit off of the arm lifting side, we just did the world's competition, but for hundred kg, it was you right. in first cliff in second, and then me in third. Um, and, and me and cliff looking back at the points, we were like a point and a half or like one point separated. So it really probably was the difference in one or two reps that right. decided that, you know? So, uh, super strong guy, super, super tough. Like I said, we just lifted, you know, head to head. So, uh, yeah, he got me on those events, but, uh, but yeah, that, like I said, that's, a pretty accurate rankings, I would say all the way down. And that, like I said, that puts me at eight there. And then if we go to ninth, Adam Cohen out of Minnesota. And one that I want to mention here is uh, Andy Muncy being 10th, because I right. think Andy has an injury. If Andy's not injured and if Andy's in his, yeah. like if, if he's like peak Andy and he's really yeah. like training, Andy could just as easily be right up with the, you know, top two or three on this list because Andy is very I, strong. I agree. And he did King Kong. Luckily there were one handed lifts, but not, <laughs> not, not necessarily all his better hand. Right. So I'm, so yeah, yeah I know I competed head to head with Andy over the summer and he beat me. He's, he's a strong, strong guy. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, it was a bicep tear, correct? That Andy had. I think so. Yeah. Is that accurate? So yeah, we just hope that Andy heals up from that and we can get him back in top form because like I said, I know how strong he is and, uh, I think he's better than 10th place in that weight class. Right. Oh, yeah, I think it's a temporary, temporary yeah. spot for him. Yep. So wish, uh, wish Andy speedy recovery. Hopefully he bounces back. Like he probably will. Like I said, I mean, he's always, he's always training and he's always doing something. Even when he's injured, he's still competing. So, yeah. Um, any thoughts on 105? Closing thoughts. I just think as, as you go up, or 90, 93, one, 105, 120. I think are the deepest classes right yeah. now in North America. Um, but they're exciting classes. So, yeah. Yeah. And for what it's worth now, I might throw this out there. Not that, not that I have to, not that it matters really, but uh, you mentioned I was at 93 before and how I had right. kind of bumped up to one Oh five here recently. Um, I'm probably going to be going back down. I'll probably be at 93 back with everybody there. So yeah. Uh, I can look forward to mixing it up with all those guys at 93 again. Um, because like I said, I, I don't mind lifting at 105 or whatever, but naturally I'm not necessarily, you know, it's 231 and under. I usually hug a little closer to 200 pounds anyway. Right. So I'm, I'm, pl I'm, I'm kind of planning on going back down to that 205 class and uh, seeing what happens there. Cause right. when it comes to grip, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lose any strength. Right. And I don't know that me just, I don't know, not cutting weight and staying up higher is adding anything major. You know, like I, I could basically be down a little bit in a weight class and probably still place, place better, lift better. And I could actually still get stronger and lift more and right. be at maybe an optimal weight of 205 or so. So, um, or at least cl closer to that weight with a smaller cut. So that's, that's kind of something that's in my future plans is to, uh, now I don't know about if it's arm lifting, I don't know about going all the way down to 90 again. Right. I'm kind of overcutting weight a little bit or having to go down to 198. Um, but yeah, with grip sport, um, the other guys at 93 could expect to probably see me moving down there, um, eventually. And, uh, like I said, I, I, I kind of like that class. Not, not, not that I have anything against the guys at one Oh five, but like, 
they said if it's 93 it's like you Devin Lee Brown Tim Butler Luke Raymond Clint Ziegler like these you know that those are those are the people I've I've competed against before and those are some of the people that I'm kind of chasing after and stuff so uh it's always nice to mix them up but like you said both those divisions are so stacked yeah you're not able there's there's no like oh well I'll cut weight and it'll be easier it's like no right. <laughs> it's like there's 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 killers in both class so yeah um, and then, like you said, this other class here with uh, the men's 120, um, same deal. It is yeah. shaping up because right here we have um, pretty much a list of about half what we would probably label as veterans mm-hmm. in the sport. And then the other half is kind of like new lifters, but they're just extremely strong and have done very well. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really familiar with the guy um, in first place. <laughs> do you know who that is uh yeah i think i've heard of him. yeah i think he lives in yeah jed yeah rings a bell <laughs> okay i'll have to look him up after this and try to see if i can uh find any footage on him or something <laughs> <laughs> but see so how yeah, we got jed in uh first place for the men's 120 um brad provick right behind him from saskatchewan um and those guys are very, very close because I feel like uh, with um, – what was it? I think I, – I, I could be off on this, but I feel like for the weight class, like did Jed beat him this year on King Kong, but last year Brad beat, uh, Brad beat him in King Kong? I think so. I think Something like fair. that. But but, I, but I'm just saying that they're yeah. – they, they, they've been fairly close with just at least that competition that, that just comes to mind. Now there's a lot of other yeah. competitions that – you know, maybe Canadian nationals versus U.S. nationals. I I don't know what their numbers were, so I can't comment. But right. uh, and the events are a little different, so you never know. But uh, third being Grant Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, how much info do you have on Grant? Uh, Grant. So Grant, uh, big guy, really good thick bar. Like uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's with the top guys in the, in the one hand thick bar stuff. So. Uh, his King Kong results were, were quite good, but that's really his, his, his best event. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much beyond that because I think King Kong is his main contest. He might, maybe he competes one or t- once or twice a year, but really King Kong is, is his annual thing. So, um, but that's his, his, his results across the board are such that I have ranked uh, third. Okay. And then fourth, we have uh, John Machnick. Yeah. Like I said, and, we've discussed him on the, uh, on, on past episodes as well. Um, it might even have been like super series breakdowns or something else, but, uh, or it could even been talking about King Kong results, talking about pinch block and other stuff. Cause I think at one point he had like a really big pinch block lift or oh, yeah. the record. Maybe you've mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I see his training footage all the time and, um, he's another guy that's just very strong, very well-rounded is kind of a veteran in the game and has just always been kind of right there, you know? Right. Um, fifth would be what I would describe as a newer lifter, uh, Jalen yes. Worley, but newer doesn't necessarily mean that he's not strong um, <laughs> because he's pulled off some, uh, some pretty big stuff. If we, you know, first year or so of grip um, and that's landed him, you know, fifth place on these rankings right now, currently. And uh, I know I just saw a, a post today. He lifted Blobzilla. So, yeah. so he, he lifted a, yep. 65 pound, like true blobzilla um 130 legacy blob and that was something that he he had uh, been addressing 
and I spoke to him on the show recently about, you know, he kind of same thing with Yvonne. He didn't want to be known as a one trick pony. You know, he's kind of a gripper guy. And then it was like, well, let me start doing all this other stuff. And then he just started putting that same dedication and focus that he was using for the grippers into these other things. He realized, oh, pinch is a weakness of mine. So then he just goes crazy on pinch. And then he does, you know, the Iron Mind, you know, six inch lift record for King, you know, King Kong or for GSI. And then he's lifting Blobzilla, you know, gets his hands on a couple, you know, a couple of them, tries it, gets a feel for it, gets some air under it. Then just uh, today, pull Blobzilla for a full lockout. So, um, yeah, I think he's only going to be improving as time goes on as well for being a newer lifter. And then um, Tremaine is uh, is beneath him, but now he lifts with you, correct? Or at, at yeah, he's out of, yeah, he's out of Montreal, but he comes to all my contests. Yeah, okay. he's, been competing, he's been competing for one year, and he uh, he's, he's come a long way in that year. Like, he went from... I don't know what his overall ranking was in King Kong last year, but beyond 100. And this year he was, I think he was in the top 30, maybe top 25. Like he, he's definitely um, coming on strong and he's, he's very interested. So he's another guy who I expect big things from. He's a, he's a bricklayer by trade. So he works with his hands uh-huh. all day. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen some posts like that where he's been posting yeah. up some like construction type stuff or different things yeah. like that. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but uh Seventh place, uh, Tim Einstein out of Virginia. Um, Tim is, uh, I've had a chance to lift with Tim and I've seen Tim do some, do some stuff. He's, uh, very, just a strong dude overall. Um, Mm -hmm. probably more of a, I I don't want to box anybody in a corner, but you know, more of a thick bar specialist. Mm -hmm. He kind of specializes in the thick bar. There's maybe a couple of deficits that if he kind of rounded them out, he could contend a little bit higher on the list, but right now, as it stands, I would say that uh biggest strength would be thick bar. And if he could just make some adjustments on some of these other implements and other disciplines, I, I like I said, he, he could give anybody problems. Cause I've seen the guy lift a lot of stuff that no one can. I mean, he's, he's strong. Yeah. Um, eighth place or eighth ranking would be uh, Tyler Olson from Saskatchewan. Ninth being Tom McClure from North Carolina, and then 10 representing Team Ohio, Mike Saffle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, any any comments on uh, eight, nine, and 10 there? Uh, not really. I don't know really anything about Tyler, but he's posted some good results recently. Uh, okay. and Mike, Mike came off a really good uh performance at World, so oh, yeah, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike lifted real well, yeah. Um, I had I had Tom here. I I thought that that was probably the reason that maybe Tom was ranked above Mike was maybe due to the King Kong performance, because I think Tom placed higher than Mike at King Kong. Right. And cause I talked, t- uh, Tom lifted at my venue, but then I, I, you know, got to see Mike lift at worlds and Mike really performed well. So maybe it's just the, uh, the head to head aspect there where they lifted in the same competition on the same implements and one came out on top. Yeah, and you know and it's, it's tough a, to say. Mike had a really good, um, very good at the grandfather clock. So I think, or the group genie hilt or whatever. So I think yeah. that really is why that is the main thing that made him get such a good rank, good result. At the worlds is that uh, yeah. it's uh, just a three event contest, right? So it's uh yeah, I try to consider as much as I can, and I I feel Tom 
has a slight edge right now, but that's uh, up for debate. For debate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get get everybody in the comments. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I just want to see how everybody else ranks stuff. Um, yeah. If we go men's one twenty plus, yeah, we have. Let me see. Ah, okay. So going down the list, um, Carl ranked number. Carl, one. I think, is uh, not many people would argue that he's not number one. <laughs> I think he's clearly established that he's the number one guy right now in this class. Yeah, and anybody that's gone head to head with him, I mean, I, well, I would almost venture to say that everybody underneath this, uh, underneath him on this list at some point in time has probably lifted with him or been on the same stage as him yeah. and they've, they've gone head to head. So that yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't be as much of a debate, you know? Um, and I've, I've seen some of those competitions with some of these people. Um, and Carl seems to put a pretty good gap between him and others. Um, yeah. so I, yeah, I don't think there's any dispute in that. Um, second would be Jason Denji from Ohio. Um, super consistent. Won the arm lifting super series. Yeah. Won the arm lifting worlds. You know he's he's good. He's good. And he was he was right there. Um, he pulled a top lift in King Kong for the Crusher this he year. Did, yeah, yeah. And uh, he also um, he what did he place eleventh in King Kong? I think right there outside the top ten for King Kong. I believe. Something um, like that. Very 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 close. If it wasn't top ten, it was like eleventh or something. So he. He, he was kind of right up there in that competition as well. So like you said, just any competition he's doing, he's right there at the top. Um, then we have AJ in third. I'm saying AJ because, like I said, I don't want to – if if we had Will Giuliani here, he could just, like, rattle the right. name off and it would be real easy for him. But right. I don't have that skill, so I'm going to say AJ. Um, then uh, Dave LeBay out of Virginia and four – He's another guy who's sort of hard. Should I rank him? Should I not rank him? I mean, he he did the he did the shop classic, you know, the blob and medley, yep. run, the blob medley and, and the uh, inch, inch bell run, which and is he, and he won them both. He won them both, and it's you know it's a little different from the contest we're familiar with, but he you know he he pops up from time to time, often in those types of settings. But they are contests, and he is winning. Yeah. And I have I have to go also on. I know is from another contest in years past, so I have a pretty good sense of where he's at normally. So yeah. he's the tougher guy to rank. He's clearly strong. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and like I said, there could be a, maybe an inactivity yeah. debate at some point, yeah. but I don't think there's a strength debate because right. if he shows up to any competition and Carl's not there, there's not a whole lot of guys that are probably looking forward to you know what I mean? Going head to head with him, he's yeah, he's 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 a threat to anybody. He's strong. Um, then in the five spot, Ode. So yeah. once again, no stranger to big competitions and placing right up there consistently all the time. Um, sixth place, uh, Tristan Hoth. And I was going to ask you, just being a Canadian lifter, um, how familiar with uh, Tristan are you? So. I've competed in a couple of contests with him. He's in Saskatchewan, but I, I, he's a strong man. And I just want to give him a shout out. He just won this past weekend. Uh, the Magnus, uh, is it the Magnus for, uh, Magnus Magnuson classic. Yeah. Yeah. He just Magnus won the Magnuson classic. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. So I think he got first. I don't know if it's like an open division or what, but I know he won it. So I'd, ha- I'd have to check that out. Yeah, I I didn't. Uh... You know, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Um, but I was just seeing a bunch of stuff. I haven't had time to actually watch it and yeah. get any results from it. But uh, yeah, that's interesting because I had just seen like something about it. But yeah, I didn't have a. Uh, I, I didn't pick up on the fact that he's on our list here. Yeah, and that he was also he, doing he's, that. He's got like a, a four fifty axle. Uh, you know, he's very strong in certain lifts. He doesn't have probably. I don't think he trains. The various implements, yeah, uh, the way that the rest of us do, but he's just a really super strong guy. So, and then uh, behind him in the seventh spot, uh, Justin Clifford, yeah, who is extremely strong, great deadlifter. Um, now, I'd have to see. I, I don't know how active he's been because I feel like that's another guy that's kind yeah, of that's, been a little less yeah. active, but is always strong. Yeah, he did. I think he did only once the first stage of the Super Series this year, um, but he did have strong results. <laughs> yeah. And then if we round out this list, going eight, nine, and ten, we have James Jeffers, Derek Hudson, and Nick Sanders. Yeah. And Derek just had a pretty good performance down um, in Orlando as well. Yeah, very, very much. Yeah, he, he got second, yeah, he, second behind Jason. Yeah. Yep. So that 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 was kind of a big thing for him, I think. And uh I think that uh yeah, I mean this God, like you said, I mean, really I know we said that ninety three, one oh five and one twenty were stacked, but it's like when you look at <laughs> yeah. this list, it's, it's like yeah. I yeah. I don't know. It's almost essentially once it hits ninety three, it's just stacked. And that, and that's not to say that eighty three wasn't, because like I said, we had that like four or five person mashup at 83 that I was like, man, this class is tough, you know? Um, But yeah, the bigger, the bigger weights just seem to have more depth to them. And it's uh, yeah. Like I said, there's just nowhere to hide. There's nowhere safe. Um, Everybody's strong. Everybody's good. And uh, yeah. So I, like I said, I, I think that's pretty good on, on on those rankings. If we do men's overall uh, men's overall, yeah, and once again we have Carl in the number one spot, which I don't think a lot of people would. You know, once again, aren't going to really debate that. Um, but this is where we get some lighter weight classes kind of jumping up and um, shaking things up a bit. Uh, Jed taking second here. Um, and let me see. Um, okay, never mind. But I, I I just thought somebody had like got left off one list, so I was looking at another thing. But no, I, I was wrong. Um, so Jed would be second place here. And I mean, Jed's probably been one of the guys that's been on the rankings in general, probably about the longest, just over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just always, always right I, there. And the yeah. only guy, when I did those historical rankings, he was the only guy who was ranked top 10 overall every single year. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> so no surprise to see Jed right there in second. Um, and him and Jason Dingy usually have some pretty good battles. Yeah. I mean, those guys. Back and forth. Yeah. Um, at least over the years, that's been the case, you know. Yeah. Um, third place, Jason, or like I said, I'm saying third place or third spot. It's it's not yeah. really a place. It's yeah. it's a ranking. But in the third spot, uh, Jason Denji. Now, fourth place with Carter. I have a question on this one because this is men's overall. Yeah. Is this just because it's like so phenomenal pound for pound? Or well, like, he beat all the he beat all these okay. guys in King Kong. I mean, he, he got third overall, okay. right? So, 
Uh, okay. And, and it's not, you know, that's four very different lifts, very yeah. strong in all of them. And then I know yeah. from what he's done last year, he's strong at a lot of other things too. So, yeah, I, I, I I'm not looking, I'm probably going to be facing him at nationals next year. I'm not really looking gotcha. forward to it. <laughs> now, just, just, just a bonus question. Cause I'm, I'm just yeah. digging for info here. Yeah. Um, because this, this is where my head goes when I see something like this. Cause I, I know we're testing grip strength. Yeah. So it is a little bit more maybe hand-based than body strength. All right. But when I see his name put above Dave LeBay on a list, I know Dave's inactive. I know yeah. Dave didn't do King Kong, but yeah. I start thinking climber, upper body strength, yeah. um, you know, strong hands, all that. I see, I see it's exactly the same way, same trajectory as, as uh, Tanner, right? Doesn't have the back strength, doesn't have the full body strength okay. to, do, to do the axle, okay? That, or, that, that's what I was going to bring up. Was right. have you have you seen him axle deadlift, or do you have any in, he intel? He did an axle as... deadlift last year at nationals. I'd have to check the numbers. I'm thinking like in the 370 range a year and a half ago. Okay, which but is that's already still, that's that's still good. already yeah. yeah. So okay. I don't know how motivated yeah. he is going to be to to build up that, but I I, I really see Tanner. Yeah. This is sort of the Tanner of today, right? This is the okay, um, yeah. So yes, like I, said, I agree. With him, Although that David would be in an axle right now and would probably beat him in, you know, it, that type of lift. But all yeah. the other little grip sport lifts or all the other things that we do, you know, yeah. he's he. I think he'd beat Dave in a lot of things. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I just had to ask, like I said, because I always wondered that about uh, climbers. Sometimes yeah. it's like you know, you have these other guys that are just you know strongman backgrounds, other stuff yeah. like that. You know, they got the big deadlift and. Maybe their challenge is more finding the the smaller technical lifts, yeah. whereas sometimes you get the climbers and it's like they can kill these technical lifts or single hand yeah. things or whatever. And then on the big two handed lifts, sometimes you realize that they don't have the body strength sometimes. So yeah. I, I just was curious, like I said, with, with me not being familiar with it, I just uh, was just throwing that out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for giving me that that insight and uh yeah i would say if he's you know that long ago pulling 370s at that body weight um, yeah. that would that would almost be uh well it would be. That, more said, yeah more than yeah. double his body weight so um yeah. yeah if he continues on that path um yeah there's there's really not even a weakness there you can't even call that a weakness if he's doing something that basically hardly anyone in grip can even do um there, there's some guys oh. that do it but I have, I have the results actually in front of you he listed 364 Okay. Yeah. And that, and that was likely the first time he ever touched an axle. I don't know for sure. Yeah. But that's but, that, but that's that's a guy that if he really wanted to could probably yeah. work and get over four hundred pound axle or oh, get yeah. to four hundred. And if yeah. he's at four hundred pound axle at his body weight, that's yeah. percentage wise, that's up there with about you know as, as good as someone's going to get. Yeah. Um, behind him, um, in the five spot, AJ, six Dave LeBay. Seventh, Ode Haugen. Eight, Tristan Hoth. You in the ninth spot. And then Mike Schimmel right behind you. Um, any Anything to kind of add on uh, the men's overall? Um, you know, as you get down the list, it's, it's quite tight. Like, the only reason I have, I'm ahead of Mike. He, he did better than me in King Kong, but uh, if you compare the left side, I did better than him at Worlds and uh, I beat them um, 
you know, the last time we it's very close between us two, so that's maybe why I did that order for there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, not not much more to say. Obviously, uh, this list can change very quickly as well. I mean, oh yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it's I I I'm always feel I'm right on the border. Sometimes I'm ten, sometimes I'm nine, sometimes I'm right off. And I know a lot of people, uh, I haven't gotten this in grip, but in armor saying people would say, oh, you should do a top 20, top 30, top 40. Like, do you have any idea how much work this is? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd say leave it, leave it at 10. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think people would complain if you chopped it down to a top five, but top right. 10 is almost like, uh, the I think right. the perfect, the perfect rankings there. Um, yeah. Did you have anybody, just this is a random question. Do you have anybody that you feel could, uh, that maybe isn't on this top 10 list right now, but they're like most likely going to be there in the near future. Do you see somebody that's maybe just on the edge, but they're like really well, performing I, well and they could, they could make that jump. Like Luke is like me. Sometimes he's in the top. Luke is right on the cusp. Um, ben, Ben just has to, Ben, Ben is an example of a guy who's, we all know he's super strong. I think he just has to work on his consistency in, in, in peaking for contests. You know, he had a great heavy hands. I think he probably underperformed a bit in King Kong because we know he's strong, right? We know he's able to do things. So I think if he maybe, uh, you know, improves his consistency on contest day, I think he's going to be top 10, could be even way higher eventually. Yeah. Uh, I think that, I think what, one thing that could help him too is if he just competed a little bit more. Okay. You know, yeah. you know, just just to get used to it, because I think when you go so long in between competitions, and, and when I say competitions, I not that they don't count, but like if you lift, kind of like in smaller multi venue type things, there there's not quite the same pressure to deliver. Yeah. So I think with what you're saying about kind of getting into like uh you know peaking or having to you know that pressure that window that moment where it's a little bit bigger there's a little there's yeah. There's, there's a stronger people around. Um, I, I think that it would benefit him to just try to, and, and it's tough with having, you know, re recently, you know, just having a newborn and stuff, you know, not right. too long ago. So th there, there's reason there's, there's good reasons for it. So it's not that, you know, Ben is just sitting around and not competing, but if we were to say what's one way that he could probably improve and make that bounce into the top 10 overall, I think if he just competed a little bit more, and got familiar with that process and got the experience under his belt. Cause he has the strength. He has yeah. all that. Just, he just needs to go through it a couple times, you know, get another yeah. four or five big competitions, get around, you know, people. And, and I think everything would take care of itself for him. Yeah. I, I really do. So yeah, that would be kind of my addition to that. Um, but I mean, a guy like a guy like Jalen, he's, he's, he's clearly climbing as well. So yeah. this, there's other guys who are, you know, if I was to do a 15 or 20, I have an idea of some of the names that would be on there. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I, I, I would agree with, uh, I would agree with those. I, I think those are good choices. Um, and I think some of the other guys, like you said, there's, there's very strong guys that have like specialties in some areas, but they just kind of lack a little bit of well-roundedness and it's just enough to kind of keep them out of that top 10 overall. Yeah. You know, where if it was just like a certain set of events, they might forever be in the top 10, but because it is a diverse range, yeah. they're, you know, 
just not quite well-rounded enough to stay in there with everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, any, any, anything else to kind of sum up or add to the rankings? Like I said, I just wanted to kind of cover. Um, yeah, not really. I, ho- I hope people enjoy them for what they are. You know, I would love it if it led to more discussions or more debate or, or, or more of that. And then also, if you see that you're ranked at any point in the top eight, and you have any, even even thinking about coming to, to the North Americans, I would suggest register, secure a spot. It's fully refundable. If you have, if your plans change, and I'm made aware of it, you know, I think I set the timelines, but if, you know, if you mm-hmm. tell me if your plans change, no problem, I'll refund your hundred dollars. But it'd be nicer to, it'd nice to know that you qualified and you secure a spot, uh, you know, and then you don't have to worry about it, like because because I will cap if I get. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, hopefully I'll be able to accommodate anyone who wants to come. But if I do have to cap it, uh, I, I have a cap of 50 right now. Um, and we'll, we'll see. But I, I would just say if you're ranked or you're already qualified and you're thinking of coming, I wouldn't hesitate to register sooner than later. Okay. Well, now, Eric, I'm just going to warn you real quick. If yeah. if I register late for North Americans yeah. and you cap it and you don't let me come up there and lift, <laughs> you're going to miss out out on that fat man blob you bought off of me. <laughs> all right so don't don't uh, don't worry just to take the pressure off of you i'll <laughs> i'll register early so we don't have that problem i'm just saying if i was to register late <laughs> i might still make it no i'm just i'm messing with you but uh but yeah um no yeah i think it's, it's important for people to kind of uh note you know as far as where these rankings are or how you know how do i qualify for our nationals or how do i qualify for north americans it's having that additional piece of information i think is uh really good you know on top of this and and if if there's any questions so why is it that you that you have to be ranked or why do you have to qualify for this event is, is it i'd love to just have it an event that anyone can come to but i i do want it to be very high level and when it comes to like medley design it's it's um, easier for me to come up with a good medley if I know everyone has a minimum strength level. You know, you know what I mean. It's in terms of I don't have to, because it's hard to do a medley from for someone who's unranked in a lightweight class competing against you know Jed and and you know <laughs> it's hard to find a good mix. So and, and even just the speed of the contest, so that we're not starting at you know hundred pound axle and going all the way up to five hundred. You know what I mean. So I'm trying to find trying to keep it a certain level so that um, to keep the contest efficiency in mind, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Makes sense to me. And yeah, uh, yeah, like I said, hopefully this clears things up. Not that there was any confusion really, but yeah, just some people might not even be aware of this. So the biggest thing for this episode was I wanted to cover the North American rankings because a lot of big competitions just wrapped up. Yeah. Also wanted to give you a chance to kind of explain it in depth to people who maybe were unaware and just, kind of give credit to everybody, um, you know, run down the names, make people aware of this, make people aware of qualifications. And just like I said, this show is really one of the aspects of it is just trying to be a resource that can relay information out. And hopefully the more we keep putting info out, the bigger these classes grow, the more participation we get, the the bigger the sport gets. And, you know, that's, that's been, that's been the goal. So I, I, I'm sort of hoping that the rankings could maybe motivate if somebody was active, but hasn't been in the past year or two. And they're like, I'm stronger than that guy. Well, hopefully that'll motivate you to come out and compete yeah. and, and get that ranking, you know? So if, if you think you're, you can, 
if you think you deserve to be recognized and you, you can yeah. get the you can make the list by competing, we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, hopefully we can draw some people out that maybe haven't competed in a while. And uh like I said, there's there's several guys that could enter, you know, kind of re-enter the mix and at any point in time the rankings could shake up. And we, yeah. we all know that. It's just you can't get you can't get credit for things you haven't done. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. That's what yeah. it boils down to. Um yeah. Eric, I uh, I thank you for uh taking the time once again. You're like I said, I, I don't want to put you on the spot and say you're like my official co-host, but you've been on the show so much and you've helped out so much with these different things. You are almost like the, uh, the, the second voice of the grip show at this point um, with all the recaps and the rankings and just yeah. your involvement in the sport. So um, once again, I really thank you for taking the time. And um, I, I really want to stress i I want people to put this in the comments i want people to list their top 10 rank their own weight class i don't care i want actual stuff in the comments not because i'm trying to monetize or like and subscribe (laughs) and all that i I don't care about that i just want to actually see discussion on our sport discussion on the weight classes okay so i I was just going to say that uh i i thank you for this idea i think it's a great idea to get this ranking straw they're just to let people know what it is and and yeah i think the timing is good there's no there aren't too many big big contests or there aren't many contests over the winter so i think you know the rankings probably won't change significantly in the near future so if, if you see the list and you want to make plans to compete next year do it all right so we'll go ahead and we can wrap it up with that like i said drop your drop your own top 10 drop your own rankings in the comments and let us know your thoughts but other than that, like I said, we wish everybody the best and uh, hopefully everybody can kind of rebuild up through the winter and get ready for next year's competitions. So, yep, that's it. Like I said, we'll uh, see you guys next episode. See you later. Thanks.